there's there might be a mismatch, right? The teacher's thinking they want to hear this. The parents are thinking I want to hear this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how do we how do we get those things things to align? Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGrill. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, thanks for listening. We're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Your feedback is important to us, and we're always looking for new show ideas. Friends, we're about four to six weeks into our semester here, and I know that's true of most schools in the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of coming to that season right now where, um, at least I know as a teacher, I was looking at the calendar and saw parent-teacher conferences kind of mm -hmm. coming down the road. And I was thinking about parent-teacher conferences, um, and I, I read this quote by uh, Emelina Monero on the edutopia.org edutopia website about parent-teacher conferences. And she said something that, if I'm honest, resonated a little bit. But here's the line. For many teachers, parent conferences are often accompanied by a sense of dread. There are parents who want to push on any critique, the ones who don't understand how to help, and the ones who never show. The meetings aren't that much easier for parents who rush to squeeze them in on a workday or feel the teacher isn't understanding their child. And so I was thinking about that in my own feelings of, um, you know, kind of eyeing up, eyeing up the, the class list and trying oh, to figure yeah. out which ones might go <laughs> right. hard and uh, which ones might be a little bit easier and how do you have a, a, a critical conversation. Oh, yeah. And then I know in the past week, Abby, we also received a, mm -hmm. a text about this from a colleague. Yeah, so our friend Sheila, who also teaches down the hall from us, um, she said this, I just listened to a podcast from some parents that said it was very academic and reporting of scores. So she's talking about parent-teacher conferences. But they just wanted to know who their child was at school beyond surface level. Mm -hmm. They talked about wanting to know the stories behind the growth or the stories of growth in friendships or other skills. So Sheila asked, um, what's the deep hope for parent-teacher conferences? That's such a good question. Great question. Well, Abby, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> that's okay, because I like, I like to do that. Yeah, see if I can, catch, see if I can catch you off guard. It hasn't happened yet, but I figure <laughs> what's, why not try one more time. But you have parent-teacher conferences coming up soon. You, mm -hmm. have, um, you have three kids in elementary school. What, what sort of do you hope for, or even how do you play the conversation in your head as you're, as you're going towards parent-teacher conferences? Right. That's a great question. So I, I really resonated with some of the wording of this text, right? I want to I know stories of, I want to know who my kids are. I want to yeah. know that my children's teachers see who they are. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to know what I don't see, right? I want to know what they're like in school, what sure. they're like with peers. Um, I don't know how they're doing academically. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, some of some of those other things. I Interestingly, we had um, a situation in the last week where we got some, some negative feedback about one of our kids, and it made me really, like, 
I said to my husband, I, like, I just felt real empathy for mm. parents who hear that kind of thing mm. yeah. on a more regular basis than we do. Yeah. And because it was really, really hard yeah. to mm-hmm. to hear it, to tease out, okay, what about this is, do I need to pay attention to what does my kid yeah. say versus what the adults say? Yeah. What what else do I need to know? How do we process this? How do we hmm. how do we fix this if it needs to be fixed? Um, but it was like it took a good chunk of my brain right after I got that email. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it was a big <laughs> kind of nags at you. It does, and so I had real empathy for parents who hear that kind of thing yeah. a lot. Hmm. Uh, maybe they're not all as affected as I was, but yeah. <laughs> my, um, my mom became numb to it after a while. <laughs> quite honest. So. But but so I do think too. It's important for for teachers, and I always did this as a teacher too, to always start with positive, to always let parents know the good that you yeah. see yeah. in their kids, right? Even yeah. like I had a ton of junior boys who hated English, right? And mm. I knew it. Yeah. But there were other things that I could talk about besides that first. Yeah. Before we talked about maybe things that that could be better and academically. As you share that that comment, it makes me think. Sheila's text too made me think back to some of my first parent teacher conferences back. Mm-hmm. You know, so a novice teacher, and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know my head mm-hmm. from my elbow half oh. the time, right? Amen. And I'm launching into this very, you know, here's how they're doing academically. And mom interrupted me this one conference, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "I just want to know about who my kid plays with at recess." Mm-hmm. And like that was the reset yeah. for me. It's like I think I missed the, I missed mm-hmm. the mark on yeah. what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. In these, we have different in these goals meetings. here, right? But, but I wonder if that's part of it, guys. Like I'm wondering if it's how do we communicate to both teachers and parents what the learning target right. is. I mean, it of, needs to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> it does need to be for both. I yeah, think, I think for because, sure. Because for it, sure, because you both come in with expectations. Because maybe of, I don't know who he plays with. Right. Because that's not my. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on recess duty. Right? Right? So that's part of it for me is like even I'm just thinking like as a a school leader, what could I have done better Mm -hmm. to equip teachers um, in terms of like, hey, we want, we, how might parent-teacher conferences um, be part of like how we demonstrate the mission and vision of of the school? Mm -hmm. So the school Mm -hmm. I was at was educating for wholeness. How how might a parent-teacher conference demonstrate we know these like know these students as whole children yeah, like that we yeah. know every part of them because um, we, we too have recently had an experience with parent teacher conferences where where we went and the conference lasted about 30 seconds mm. and it was simply here's how your child's doing academically um, I tried to fish for more information and at first I was I was frustrated because, uh, you know, we were new here. I wanted to know is how, like, how, sure. how's my child doing? Not how's my child, but how is my <laughs> child doing? Do you know my and kid? You Have know? you seen my totally. kid? But, but but when I drove away, I also thought, but maybe that expectation wasn't made clear to mm, the for that to teacher the, for the teacher either, right? And so maybe my, I'm expecting something that they're. That is not expected of them, and mm-hmm. then and then that's unfair. So, so it's a mismatch. Yeah. So part yeah. of it is is you know. So even in this text, right, is mm-hmm. is there's there might be a mismatch, right? The teacher's thinking they want to hear this. The parents are thinking I want to hear this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we how do we get those things things to align? And it, I don't think it does need to be an, an either or. Um, you know, I do want to know how my child's mm-hmm. doing academically. Right. Um, but in the context of everything else, I also want to 
yeah, I just want to know how they're doing. My question that I wrote down is what you both were talking is, how do we make parent-teacher conferences like report cards less of an event? Like, like it feels like there's like a it's lot like a one and done kind of an event. It feels and like a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a yeah. huge deal. And That's that. right. And I sometimes think yeah. about that with report cards. How, when report cards come out, how do we make it so that when they come out, in some ways, parents and students are like, well, there's nothing on here that I don't know mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Well, right. and I think about that for for parent teacher conferences is is maybe we need to reimagine them so that they are non-events in some ways. Yeah, because it is such a weird event. I, don't, I mean, different schools do conferences in different ways, but I think the last time, the last school I was at when I was doing parent-teacher conferences, we would have the teachers all set up at their tables around in the gymnasium, and parents would just kind of come, and we just hung out for hours. And hours. If, if no one came to talk to us, then we just could kind of work on stuff, but we had to be around. Mm-hmm. And some teachers have the whole lineup of parents mm-hmm. just waiting to talk with them. And that's awkward mm-hmm. because what's going on there? And I've been that teacher and I've been the teacher with nobody yeah. there, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I think you're right on on that, Matt. Like, yeah. like the, that sense of if this is going to be such an event, then we've got to have clarity on it. Yeah. And maybe it's better to make it a non-event event. Well, I'm just wondering, how are we communicating? Like, what does ongoing communication with parents look like? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. I I know there was times, I know that I, well, I'll just wait for parent-teacher conferences. But sometimes waiting for parent-teacher conferences is too late. And by the way, I'm just going to say this. You shouldn't be getting that in an email. Like, like, and I've done that as well, too, right? Like, how are we... Having real conversations face to face or even by phone, so that we can actually make mm-hmm. this a, a dialogue. And yeah. and I think to me that's that's the key, right? Is like how are we? How, what does ongoing dialogue look like with with parents? And and I would add, where do we transition from parent teacher conferences to parent student teacher mm-hmm. conferences? It just mm-hmm. it just there's something about it. It's like. We're going to get together and talk about someone who's not even there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but I'll push on that one just a little bit. Not push back, but because yeah, I, like, I like, I like, yeah, I'll push forward here. I, I like student-led conferences, yeah. and the school that I taught at uh, before I started teaching here at Dort, we did student-led conferences in the spring. In mm-hmm. the fall, we did a traditional parent-teacher mm-hmm. conference, mm-hmm. but in the spring, the students were involved. And we somehow made that into such a high-stress event for the students. And mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be. The I, student-led conference? The student-led yeah, conference, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it, it puts so much pressure on them. Like, we had to collect, you know, yeah. a portfolio of their work. And they had to, like, write reflections on it. And then it felt like you're sitting down with your parents and your teacher to get grilled on how you're doing. Yeah. And... I mean, ideally, it isn't going to be that, where the kid yeah. feels like they're getting grilled. But I totally understand yeah. why. Like, I put myself in the, my 13-year-old mm-hmm. shoes. I wouldn't want to be that yeah. kid sitting there, right? Especially if things aren't going well. Yeah. That's terrible. Even if they are going well. For some of those students who, who were doing really well in school, like, they were flying under the radar doing well yeah. in school. And it's like they're so seen in that hmm. moment. And there's something beautiful about yeah. that. But there's also something terrifying for some mm-hmm. Yeah, students. I guess so, I guess I was thinking about, so we've done student-led conferences, too, actually, where and the teachers weren't part of them. It was oh, just yeah. it was just a student and their parent 
talking about about their learning. And so and that it was, is gorgeous. So that was just that. wonderful. So you're setting teacher, context. Yeah. So the teacher would just walk around and make sure there was juice and cookies. But it was basically, and I've experienced that as a parent. It's beautiful because mm-hmm. it's literally you and your child. And them going through portfolios and giving you a tour of the classroom, just everything. We didn't. We would say hi to the teacher. We'd say bye to the teacher. So <laughs> for schools who don't do that, I highly recommend. Dave, I guess I'm thinking more of traditional parent-teacher conferences mm-hmm. as we generally right. imagine them, yep. but actually have the child there. Sure. So it's a three-way conversation. So... That, that would feel different, though, right? It like, would feel different. And there there are things, this, this is where it gets complicated, right? Like, I think of some of the conferences I had with some parents where things got really tense and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. having the kid there would have really helped, actually, yeah. to, to smooth some of the weirdness between parent and me. Well, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe, maybe yeah, everything maybe. would be way yeah. worse. Than but maybe it would change but, things. Maybe that's not so bad, I guess. Yeah. Because I guess I'm wondering, right, the whole... Well, you want to talk about things when the child's not there. Right. But do you? Should, should we? And should we? And is that the place? Yeah. I guess if, if it's a, I guess, again, what's the, what's the goal of the parent-teacher conferences? Yeah, and I, so I want to just point out one thing. <laughs> As a female teacher yeah. who's worked with adolescent students, yeah. I feel like that could be a dangerous situation mm-hmm. for a teacher mm-hmm. in some cases if the student and the parent show yeah. up yeah. aggressively. Yeah. Guns a blazing. Toward, yeah. toward a teacher. Because yeah. I've seen that happen even outside of yeah. parent-teacher conferences, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where you know a student was clearly in their own, parent takes student's mm. side yeah. and just yeah. kind of yeah. goes off on yeah. the teacher. That is not a good situation, Absolutely. and I would not want to put a teacher in that situation no. No. in person. Yep. So that's just a, I, it's just no. a wondering, but it goes back to to what's our purpose here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, and that's a fair wonder, Abby. Like, yeah. I've never thought of that, so mm-hmm. I just want to also name that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Thanks that for... would be really unfortunate if that ever happened. So then that gives me mm-hmm. pause and, to and think, I think about I, it. And I think I bring it up because I saw it happen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right? Even in, and none of us are perfect, right? Even yeah. in our Christian communities, I think it has the potential yeah. to be yeah. there. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, so like part of it for me is, yeah, it's a it's a learning target. Like, what's this about? Is it, it's about for parents and, and for, for teachers. Like, what strategies did you use, Dave or Abby, when mm-hmm. you were thinking about parent-teacher conferences? Did you have kind of a go-to protocols or questions? And, and what did you do when you were feeling nervous or anxious? Because we've all had those conferences, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we are nervous or anxious. Sure. I don't know. Can you just talk about your own memories or, or things that you did? Yeah, I would always try to have, I would be descriptive, I think. First, right? Yeah. So I like that. Like, this is what I'm seeing. I always tried to have um, examples of work. So, like, I would take yeah. a set yeah. of assignments, right? Yeah. Like, um, so if we talked about grades, here's how they're doing overall. Here's an example specifically of yeah. the work that your child that I feel like is is typical of what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yep. From yeah. your students, right? Um, and then, yeah, what questions do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, Mine, I. What were your time slots? Mine were seven minutes. Seven minutes. Wow. Seven minutes. That's really tight at, at the high school level, yes. right? Because I taught 104 kids. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, I think of that. I sat through conferences where I had 
maybe one seven minute break, mm-hmm. right? In the yeah. in the four hours, That's which a is long just time. nuts. Yeah. I did it pregnant one time. I was I was like eight yeah. and a half months pregnant one time <laughs> during <laughs> student com- during student teacher conferences on a hard metal chair, right? What, so just yeah. out of curiosity, in terms of format, did people have to re- sign up to visit? They with signed you? up. Yep. So I had a I had a schedule mm, of all you, of the parents. I knew who was coming, which yeah. I liked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right, like so, yeah. I had I had all the materials ready and ready to go, but I would sit there for three or four hours with one or sure. two breaks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Knowing who's coming, because that was my mm-hmm. fear. But I'm sitting at the gym just waiting, and then sometimes the parent would sit down across from me. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that was part of the protocol yeah. too. Like, so who is your child? Did I get yeah. you know, and like yeah. that awkwardness yeah. of it trying be, to figure it out. If they have the assumption right? that you know who they are, right. like there's just all kinds of baked in. Yeah. Goes yeah. back to expectations. It and, does for yeah. sure. And deep hopes. Yeah, we we went. Thursday afternoons, 3.30 to 8.30, and then we went Friday morning, and then Friday afternoon was sort of recovery, and I I don't want to get into the details of it, but it is, again, it's the same thing as as what's what's the deep hope for parents, what's the learning target for teachers, and then how do we actually create a structure that works for everybody? Like, I do think that, because seven minutes also communicates something to teachers and parents. And there were bells. Oh, but the bells oh. would ring. And there yeah. were bells. Keep things moving. There's just a transactional nature yeah, of it, right? Absolutely. Like, so then you are saying mm-hmm. this isn't about knowing your child. It's about get in, get out. Like And, and by necessity, right? Like when yeah. high school, oh, I don't yeah. know. When you've got that many students When you've got that many through. students. Yeah. No, so, so I'm thinking about this in terms of if we're going to try to name a deep hope, what if what if we would say it's around flourishing? And and I'm, I'm choosing that word deliberately, right? Flourishing is like something generative and, and flowering and bringing about life and, and health and, and all of that. But it would be about flourishing for the students, yes, because we should all be pulling the same direction. But it should be for the parents, too, mm-hmm. that, that they feel some sense like, hey, this is okay. My kid is doing okay here. They're yeah. being well cared for. They're being seen, as yeah. you're saying. But it should also be flourishing for the teacher mm. because I didn't always feel like conferences mm-hmm. were a flourishing opportunity mm-hmm. for me. And probably that's yeah. because of my own experience. And like I say, feeling a little shell-shocked after that first time that I always agonized about this a lot. And mm. even though I might have a whole night where everything was really, really great for conferences, I still held that in light of my previous experiences, right? And so right. I didn't always feel like I was and so what would that look like? If we would say the deep hope for parent-teacher conferences is flourishing for all parties, would that change any of the dynamics? What would that look like in practice? Yeah, I guess I'm thinking about if parents show up at, at parent-teacher conferences and they're surprised by some of the negative, you mm. know, put for lack of a better word, critical feedback or negative comment, you know, like, yeah. hey, like, that that's not good for anybody. A, that's not fl- flourishing. <laughs> right. But, but I guess that's why. Is, and for me, I think... That shouldn't be the first time parents are hearing That's what right. I'm saying. That's and right. I think it doesn't allow for mm-hmm. flourishing then. Right. So I think... Right. I think part of it is, is that is that when you go there... Like, I do want to hear if my child's flourishing in, in every way. Mm-hmm. And so and so I think part of that is what is what does the work look like before? Like, what does proactive communication look like 
so that when you're meeting there, it's there's been dialogue already, which I think has mm. more potential for yeah. flourishing. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, because I agree. We've, we've been talking already for, right. and, and I don't just mean when there's concern. I, um, Tyler Amadon is the principal at Denver Christian Middle School, and and I think he talks about like good phone calls yes. home, like yes. the importance of good phone calls home, and whether he makes them. I think it's great if if we have t- if teachers have time to make those or whoever does it that somehow something positive is being communicated. Like the first touch point with parents in the school year, whether a phone call that just said, let me tell you one thing I've really appreciated about your child, right? Just to to set it up. And again, it communicates flourishing. It communicates, I know your child. Um, And then I think it allows, hey, as other patterns, whether good or, or not so good, um, it'll just allows you to have, you've already had that touch point you have, and you have those, yeah, and then you have those hard, harder mm-hmm. conversations. I, yeah. I just think that some, some pre-work, there's gotta be some pre-work because, because we've all had it and I've done it as a teacher where you feel like you, you drop this huge piece of information and parents are genuinely shocked. Like, it's like, I had no idea. Right. Right. And if they don't, and, and I believe that they were genuinely shocked, that's sort of on me as a, mm-hmm. that was on yeah. me as a teacher. Yeah. And part of it's because I didn't, I don't love conflict or maybe I just didn't, you know, mm-hmm. like, how's this going to mm-hmm. go? Or I just sort of justified waiting to parent teacher conferences. And I think that's where you have the potential for, con- for conflict to mm-hmm. exist is like, this is the first place, you know, it's like the, it's like the parent who gets a report card and their child's got an F and they had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have told me and six I, weeks and I ago. Think, I think that's on parents too. If yeah. they have an issue with yeah. something, I think that yes. deserves to be communicated yeah. ahead of time yeah. totally with teachers agree. as well instead of waiting until yeah. but, you but sit down. No, but if no news is good news, and it generally is for parents, mm-hmm. right, then I do think I hold some responsibility as a teacher to be reaching out to parents to, to share to share that concern. I think the other part of so anyways, that's just my one point, yeah, Dave. Thinking yeah. about about part of flourishing is is just ongoing communication. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think like I'm trying to think around what it's like for a parent. Mm. Yeah, like I'm trying to think about what it's like. Like you said at the beginning, right? Like how you felt getting that email, and and it, and how what is that? How does that relate to human flourishing? Like mm. like our parents feel really strongly about their kids, and they should feel really strongly no, about absolutely. their kids, right? Absolutely. We're all biased about our kids, so I understand that it can be hard to receive criti- critical feedback. But I also do think, like, how we do that, like, email versus phone call versus in person um, mm-hmm. is really important. But I also think when we do that is really is really important. Like I said to, like I said to students in my Ed 300 class, like, don't send emails with hard news home because there, there's no context for them. Mm-hmm. Like, have, like, have the phone call. And, like, when you get a good, when you get a hard email... Your reply should be thanks for the email. When can when can we meet? Yeah. All right. And so, and that's what I mean about like parent teacher conferences being a non-event. Like I think part of like there's this like we have we have different ways to communicate with parents now, right? It used to be back in the day like there was no email. There was you know we rarely phoned home. It was like this was sort of the one time you got together with with the teacher. Sure. And yeah. it sort of makes me wonder. 
Yeah, are parent-teacher conferences ne- necessary? That's a fair question to raise. If we're doing, if we're doing the hard work along, all the way the along, way, that, all that the it's way not along. that it's not totally. some kind of cop out there, or, or maybe that you don't get rid of them, but just that it changes the mm-hmm. the nature of them. Actually, yeah. I don't know. I have to th- I have to think about it more. But well, let's welcome thinking more about yeah. things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Friends, we know that your time is valuable. We want to thank you for joining us today in the hallway. As you go into this week, we just want to send you with this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a good week. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. It's all I got, friends. Conferences. Yeah. Right? Worst. Guys, you're not recording, are you? I'll cut this all. I'll cut this all. Don't worry.